Join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. Okay, good morning, everybody. We are inching closer to Christmas, and I've uh, done a handful of these calls now. Looking forward to putting this um, cool podcast together for you guys over the holiday season. And uh, this morning, I'm going to talk to the big guy, Mr. Yankenna, and uh, pick his brain and get his thoughts on uh, what he's experiencing going into 2021 and um, and what's on his mind right now. And just, yeah, ask him, ask him a bunch of questions around that topic and uh, see if we can get some value out of his brain this morning. So let's dial him up and I'm sure we can find a laugh or two and, a, and obviously some some wisdom out of out of the boss himself so let's hit dial good morning hey how are you i'm good you got your you got your headset on well airpods i'm actually uh i'm just adjusting your levels here so maybe tell me what you had for breakfast this morning i want to listen to you talk for a second oh i had what i always have a little bit of yogurt a lot of hemp seeds uh some granola homemade patsy's got a homemade granola recipe that's the best in the world mm. and uh some protein powder and some green maca powder mix that up and <laughs> you got you got plant protein and nutrients just going no and of course you watch no, no spice in, that, no spice in the granola nothing spicy Nothing spicy, you know. It's uh, you know, I got, I but I got my, I got my bulletproof coffee that I wash it down with coffee and hemp oil and avocado oil mixed together just to keep all the, keep all the plumbing to work. Eh? <laughs> you don't want to have a plumbing failure. That's a problem. No, that's right. So uh, we are, uh, we're live. We're recording. Um, I've had some really good conversations actually with a number of our people about uh, just, you know, mindset, planning for 2021, hearing people's different perspectives on the things they're working through and thinking through. And uh, I wanted to do the same, the two of us together. I thought it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I've got I've got three people lined up for this week, uh, three or four. Okay, very cool. Mm-hmm. What are you doing right now in your headspace to, uh, what are you going to use this holiday time for? What kind of th- activities are you going to be doing or books you're going to be reading uh, talk a little bit about that uh i'm going to be reading uh, a couple of books for sure um i've got one here um he's kind of a young guy uh he's australian and uh he's been all over the you know sell all around the internet i guess uh, selling his book and i've read parts of it and it's uh so i'm gonna get that read it's like it's a book called sell like crazy um huh. and it's by a guy called sabri sabri subi Okay. He's a little Aussie guy, and um, I actually have the book on PDF as well. So I've I've shared it with a few people on PDF, and I got the I got the book itself. And then another book, another book I'm reading is a. Uh, I mean, I've read parts of this book, and I taught classes on this book. It's um, it's a book on leadership called the uh, the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. So uh, there's all kinds of things you can do to. Um, improve your mindset so you so you keep growing you know like uh one of them in, one of the laws in here is really good is the law of curiosity uh hmm. you know, if you're not curious if you're not wondering how things 
work and uh so there's just a lot of stuff um you know that i'm reading along those lines for sure hmm. for sure and do you so do you find a lot of what you do this time of year is it specific to a topic is it more mindset or motivational or uh, what do well, you what it, do you lean towards uh, uh, yeah there's actually a combination i'm i'm always during the, during any kind of a downtime uh, i do two things i you know i always work on mindset and motivation but i i also try to figure out that there's probably one or two technology or uh skill things that i should get better at okay and uh you, you know so you know like you know, like, I mean, uh, we, we're actually going to run, actually, we, we've been running some one-on-one sessions um, with some of the agents, uh, and, and I'm probably going to have a class at some point for those that are interested, but it'll be a small class. I mean, anybody that's interested in learning or having their assistants learn how to use the Facebook manager, the Facebook ads manager, a lot of people, you know, just don't know how to do that. Sure. It's a, it's a little thing. I mean, uh, you know, um, last year I took uh, a year, well, not last year, uh, two, but a year and a half ago, I took a course on uh, Facebook ads and how to run them and uh, how to produce um, how to produce an evergreen video. So, What's an evergreen uh, video? What is that? So, so you know, one of the things that that I that I share with the with agents is that, and, and you have to have. You know, you have to have at least one or two, and maybe up to half, maybe up to a dozen uh, videos that sit on your website, and they they can they can sit there for a year or sometimes for two years. Mm-hmm. So they're green, they're they're good all the time. Like for instance, when somebody goes to your website, they don't want to read anything. They they want to see you. They want to hear from you and see you. You know, do your spiel. For sure. Like, you know, for maybe a couple minutes. Yeah. But then right below that. So, so that that video is probably good for it. Might be good for several years. You know, you might maybe once a year you update it, mm-hmm. and then below that you can have videos that are good for years. Uh, and that is, you have a set of videos, maybe three or four videos, uh, directed to sellers, things that they, you know, things that they should know and things that you say all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why not have them sitting there so people, you know, they get to hear you and they get to buy into you before you uh, actually show up at their home. And the same on the other side of the of the page, you would have, uh, you know, three or four videos for, for buyers and uh, all the things that you would say in a buyer interview, you break them down into little two or three minute videos and maybe mm-hmm. you make reference to uh, people that you will be introducing them to. So it's not like when you ever meet them that they haven't, they don't have, oh yeah, I, you know, it's like, they, oh yeah, yeah, I, I listened to that video already. I, I remember you saying that before. Sure. It breeds familiarity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So why are the, why is this called an evergreen video? Just because evergreens last forever? Is that, that's, that's the that's play on words? That's it. Yeah. You know, like there's some videos in the whole world of videos. There's there's so many different types of videos that people need to produce. But an evergreen video is something that you should put some time in and you should you should script it and you should you should probably have somebody help you shoot this thing. So Justin and I, for instance, have shot shot um, uh, at least a couple uh, we've, we've shot at least a couple of evergreen videos cause I have one that I'm running, uh, on, on, um, YouTube ads, driving people to, uh, an ebook that I wrote. And so I had that video, that's an evergreen video. It'll be good for like, I'll add another one next year or two, but then I'll have those three that I can mix up at all times. And sometimes I can run them. I could run that one for months and months and months. And it's always going to be good for, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was, yeah, it was well done. It was totally. a lot of open. 
You and um, I, you and I shot an evergreen video for the uh, for our little oak website. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that it's, it's exactly it's something that doesn't uh, I, I know what you're saying it's it's good for at least a couple of years kind of thing. You know, there's lots of different types of videos. I mean, I try to I try to encourage people to do um, this is probably one of the best videos you can do. You know, besides the you know the listing videos and the sold videos and all of the obvious. I mean, one of the best things you can do is uh, any place you frequent, and especially these days where people's small businesses are in trouble, mm-hmm. any place you frequent, just ask the owner if you'll you know jump on jump on a video with you, or like right there if you happen to be. I've I've taken guys outside their restaurant, stood on the sidewalk, handed my phone to the person that was with me sometimes a mortgage broker i remember i did one with a mortgage broker i handed the phone to the mortgage broker and i said uh, you, you press you press record and when i drop you know i give him little signals hit hit the record button and hit the stop button and then i interview the guy from the restaurant and uh, you put it up there and the responses you get like i mean i had people from all over north america commenting on this restaurant and people from in the okinawa you know people that i wouldn't normally connect with uh, besides the local people. So, you know, that is a video that people like because it gives people an insight into something that that you've done or you've eaten that or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, it, it brings out the other fans from around the country. And then there's other people going, oh, thanks for sharing that, right? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check that out next time. So do you call that a, decid- a deciduous video then? Is there, is there terminology <laughs> <laughs> of videos that have shorter lifespans? <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. That that that's just uh that that's just part of those um, you know that whole repertoire of different types of videos that people should be using yeah. to promote themselves. Because really, you're pro- you're promoting the restaurant, but really you're promoting yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, what is what is something that is you never used video when you were selling real estate because video didn't exist. So what is, what is something that is, that's a constant? So if you look at not, so not specific to video, but what's something that a person is doing today that you were doing 30 years ago, specific to like, say this time of year and reflection and planning, um, is there commonality? Oh, absolutely. So it was like almost like asking two questions all. I'll, I'll, it's like the, 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 Break so the it first down. thing, I, the, the first, yeah, the first thing you ask is, what are some of the things that I did? Because I didn't have, I didn't have video, but you know what I did was I used memes, and I and I made the memes. I, I was the, I was in the picture of the meme. Sure. So I, I used the both, and again, some of those were they were good enough that they could run uh, in 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 the newspaper, in print media. Uh, and I used a number of different things. So, I, I mean, you know, one that comes to mind was I remember I was showing, a, I was showing some property one day and these people had a really good, a really nice uh, lab, golden lab. Uh-huh. And I said to them, uh, I said, um, before we're done here today, I want you guys to take a picture of me and the dog. I didn't really know for sure what I was going to do with it, but uh, uh, something like a, a lab or a golden retriever, that, that's a that's a pretty nice looking dog, you know? So, yeah. I, I knelt on the lawn, had my Remax jacket on, and they took a picture of me with the dog. And then I, I worked it up a few days later, and I came up with this ad. And the, the, the so I'm in the middle. I'm in the picture at the top of above my head says, uh, trustworthy and dependable. Hmm. And below the picture, it goes, and so is the dog. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> and, you know, so I ran, you know, I would do, I would do about four or five of those a year. I'd put them in, um, 
I, I had a spot in the newspaper back then because we didn't have video. So I had a spot in the newspaper. It was, it was like the business card section of the paper. Yeah. So my, my ad, my attention getting ad would run there. It, if it was good and I got a lot of response, then I would put it on the back of my just listed and just sold cards. Mm-hmm. I would always put it in, uh, in one of my flyers that went into my monthly mailers. Yeah. So I just had a number of places where I would use it. And, um, you know, do three or four of those a year. I mean, I had one that was, you know, probably the one that made me, the, you know, like talk about an ad that you track the results and the phone just rings. I, I had this one where I, uh, I was sitting at a piano and um, I imitated the Ray Charles commercial. Oh, I've and, seen this. I love this one. Yeah. Go and ahead. So, tell and, it. So basically it's a, it's a picture that of me at the piano with the sunshades on and I'm, and I'm, and I'm basically stealing the Ray Charles uh, commercial. Yeah, your body and position was even identical he, to his. Exactly. And yeah. so we worked on that. Actually, that picture, just to get the picture, my photographer and I worked on that for over an hour and a half to get the right picture. We took like we took a ton of pictures and we couldn't get it right. And then finally, he, he says, Ray, I'm, the only way I'm going to get this is if I get a ladder. So I had to go get a, an eight-foot ladder. We were at a school auditorium and we went and found a ladder he went up on the ladder and then we got the right angle of where we went but um the the, the the meme was um uh looking for a realtor it was the is the, is the headline yeah. looking for a realtor and the bottom says call the right one baby uh-huh call right <laughs> yeah i remember seeing and, that and that ad i i tracked the results that ad now when i ran that ad the average sale the average uh sale price of a home was under a hundred thousand, probably around eighty-five, ninety thousand. Mm-hmm. I made a hundred thousand in commissions off that ad, just because you tracked the calls that you got after you yeah, ran yeah, yeah. it. Oh yeah, I mean the phone, the phone just rang and rang and rang. My my assistant was saying on that particular, she's right. We've been running that for several months now. Should we change it? And I go, when the phone stops ringing. <laughs> when people stop phoning, we go, Ray, Ray, we're thinking about selling. Could you come call us? Could you come see us? Hmm. When that when that slows down, I'll 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 get another one. <laughs> so to, so the answer to that first part of your question was like uh, I didn't have video, so I had to use because here's the thing when when you get your real estate license, the one thing they don't tell you is the two things you need to be successful is one you have to learn how to market yourself. Yeah, so totally. They don't tell you that in the real estate course, but if you're going to be successful in real estate, you better understand marketing is a key part of the whole thing. It's like I tell people, you know why you got the listing. You got a listing so you can market yourself. So yeah. you can use that listing to get another listing. Anyway, the, the so marketing is the one thing. Um, but, you know, the the other part of what I do this time of year, you asked me, it's like a two-part question, is I always started in November and I started to go back through what I've done, where the business came from. I track everything. I'm doing that today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had Patty send me a bunch of uh, stuff on the, you know, from the office so I could track what I was doing and what, yep. uh, you know, so I knew where where we were getting recruits from and salespeople. Where where did the business come from? And then and then so now for my plan for next year, I'm looking at okay, if I've got a lot of business coming from a certain area, what can I tweak that area to get a little bit more? And is there areas that I'm not working in or there's things that I'm not doing that if I did that, I could, I could generate some more business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the, the planning part. Matter of fact, uh, years ago as a salesperson, I, I had a, a complete day where I would take a complete day with my assistant 
and we would just uh, we would just go through everything. I mean, we were always doing weekly meetings, but actually, that's another thing. I see people that have uh, assistants in the business, even in our own office, and they never have weekly meetings with their assistant. So you're not <laughs> leveraging you're not leveraging that person to their you know and helping that person be the best they can be for you mm-hmm. if you're not constantly putting into them, right? Why do you, why do you think that is? Why do you think people aren't having weekly meetings? Because it's not like it's a bad idea. It's not like if you suggest that to somebody, it's not like they go, well, that's dumb. I would never do that. But they're not doing it. So why aren't they doing it? Well, I, I, I guess maybe what they're trying to accomplish is pretty minimal and they're not uh, gung-ho and growing it. But, but I mean, in my situation, I mean, when, you know, there was typical, a typical month I've taken, I've probably taken 10 listings in a typical month. I'm probably in a typical month in my business, I was probably doing between seven and 12 transaction sites. Mm-hmm. So like if I don't have meetings to keep track, there's of, no way you could have I, done that without a meeting. You no, have to do a meeting. No, no. Yeah. Heck no. I mean, I mean, we had, we had boards in our office, you know, back in the day we were just getting into computers, but we had boards in the office of all of our listings with the expiry dates. So we're always looking at those expiry dates thinking, mm-hmm. do we need to push it out or do we need to put a pressure on getting this thing sold? We had, we had another board with all of our closing. And then, you know, we had every everybody on a plan so that, you know, like you're not waiting till the day before closing to find out everybody's done what they're doing. I mean, I, I mean I'm closing a big deal right now. And um, the, um, you know, every week I phone the other agent. So I phoned him yesterday and I said, I said, what's going on? I said, because I need to know that your guys, he, he, I've got the listing. I said, what I need, I need to know that your guy is signed his paperwork. His money is in the trust account. If it's going to close in December, like I just want to, you know, because it's closing off, like it's coming up. It's closing in December 31st. <laughs> so, and we structured that because um, for a number of reasons, we structured for a number of reasons, but probably one of the big ones was the fact that uh, it's a share sale. Sure. So and they the want to get the, the year end wanna, lined up. Yeah, they want the, they wanted to hit on the year end. So the new year, you know, it's a new it's a new owner of the shares. And all mm-hmm, that stuff, right? mm-hmm. so, so I'm on this guy's case. Like I'm on his case, on his case, and he's he's like, yes, he's on, right. He says, my guys at the at the lawyers. He's signing the paperwork right now. He says the money's in trust. I said, are you sure the money's in trust? Because I said I, and I'm just on his case. Like I need to know because I'm, I need to tell my guy relax. Everything's gonna be good. You know, because basically what we're trying to do is because of this time of year. I want everybody to sign the paperwork, and then somebody can just press a button uh, on December 29th or 30th, and the deal's done. Yeah. What do you think is going to be? Uh, what do you anticipate for the beginning of 2021? And what do you think is? Uh, what would be something that would help somebody get out of the 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 blocks quick and have a fast start to the year? Well. If you're going to have a fast start to the year, between now and the end of the year, you should either be, if you haven't already delivered something to all your people, yeah, it's totally. still not too late to touch as many people as you can during the holidays, even if it's a call, uh, it's on something you sent to them and then you follow up with a call. Uh, but you got to get in front of as many people, if not everybody you know, between now and the end of the year so that you're top of mind. Because the fact of the matter is, a percentage of those people, I don't know what it is, but everybody's going to be, you know, different. But a percentage of those people are going to be thinking, you know what, for whatever reason, we want to sell our home, we want to downsize, we want to retire, we want to upsize, we want to, who knows what they want to do. And, uh, but that, but those people that you know, 
I would say maybe, you know, 4% of them, 7% of them, 4 to 7% of them might want to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used to always um, be involved in calendar deliveries to my to all my clients. Based, and uh, so I would do a calendar delivery on uh, in December that would be, and I would hand deliver them. So I'd actually have my kids help me and we would uh, have it all set up in boxes by streets and postal codes and we drive up and down and deliver those calendars. And I remember my wife would say to me, Ray, why do you have to do all these calendars? <laughs> and they said, well, ask me, to, ask me that in the end of January or in February when some January is I'm listing like, I'm listing like sometimes 10, 12, 15 homes mm-hmm. in, in the month of January. So that my year is off. My year is always off to a good start if I got a whole bunch of, bunch of listings. So you, you do your thing that you do in December. And I would say to your point, if someone hasn't done anything, it's absolutely not too late because you can also no. do stuff around New Year's or even right after New Year's, like January exactly. 1, 2, 3. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't have to be tied into Christmas. Exactly. You can kind of go anywhere from the 1st of December to about the second week of January and, uh, and touch everybody and, you know, Happy New Year, wish them, wish them well and be top of mind. You want to be the person that's, that's top of mind. And, 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 and actually in the real estate business, it's not like you have a lot of competition because the majority, the majority of these people that get a real estate license, Lord knows why they get one, but they're, they're never <laughs> going to follow up. Yeah. They're never going to follow up. They don't know what the heck they're doing at the best of things. Mm-hmm. So then if you've done something like that, uh, but if you don't have any, like, let, let's say, you know, you get to Jan two and you don't have anything on the calendar in terms of listing appointments or buyer appointments, what does a person do with the first week of their year, uh, in order for it to be productive? Wow. If nothing's happened by the 2nd of January and you've done all this activity. So you've, you've, you've delivered, yeah, you've delivered something to your people, right? Like at some point in time in December, and then you get to Jan 2. And I think that this is a real thing. See, your experience, you know, you were a high volume guy. And when you're a high volume guy, you never have nothing to do. That's the reality. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? There's a lot of, there's a lot of people, a lot of great people in, uh, in the industry and within our office, they don't sell a hundred homes, they sell 20 homes or 25 homes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, it's totally normal to get to the first week of January and you don't have an appointment because you know you don't have an appointment, but, but what do you do with that first week or 10 days um, w- w- so that you're being productive? I, w- I would just go see a lot of people and um, I would rather see them in groups than one, than one off than one on one. So what well, I would you do can't, you can't is, see them in groups in COVID though. <laughs> well, yeah, actually you can. So like, for instance, um, <laughs> this is recorded. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm, 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 I have group. We have, there's group meetings you can join. So like, for instance, as an example, I'm in a rotary club. Sure. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You mean I, on zoom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. have a rotary meeting every Wednesday on zoom and you can come join the club. Yeah. Matter of fact, matter of fact, there is one agent from my office in our rotary club. There's, there is one, but there's, but we don't have, um, uh, a situation where it's only that agent and myself that could stop other agents, but we, we, sure. we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that because the fact of the matter is both, both of us know that there's enough different types of people in the club that they're not all going to deal with her. Now she has got some business out of Rotary and I have got business out of that club as well, 
but they're not all going to deal with me or her. So there may be some other types of people that might, you know, so, so in other words, there's lots of clubs and organizations that you could join where, where you are having a weekly or a biweekly or a monthly meeting with uh-huh. these people. And, um, and as a result of that, you're, you're now in front of people you may not have known. Yeah. And the other thing that the, the other thing that, um, you, uh, to get in front of people, there's always organizations that need help. So I would say that there's not, you know, absolutely you could go volunteer someplace um, and help them with stuff. Uh, maybe it's organizing or ideas, or maybe it's a little legwork that you're going to be doing for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, but but now you, you know, you give to get. If you give, you'll get. As mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing, you still you're still looking for stuff to do. Phone up phone up the busiest agents in the in the in the office. And ask them if you can help them with something. Yeah, go help them with something. They can't. They can't do all the stuff that they got to do. Mm-hmm. If you can help somebody, it's really busy. Yeah, they might have. They might have three bars at the same time. They can't do all three, so they're just going to lose two of them. Pay them twenty five percent and grab one of their bars. Did you do that when you were new, or no? Um, when I was new, uh, I, I all I did was. Um, I, I I got in front of everybody I knew, so I and I never. In other words, I never had a, a moment in my first year where I, I ran out of getting in front of people, and so getting in front of people led to me doing transactions. Yeah, that's the overriding the, theme. You may not have been doing transactions, but you're you're in front of live exactly. humans. So you get live, you get in front of yeah. people. Everybody I know is getting a call. I'm talking. I'm going for coffee with them, or I'm going for lunch with them, or something. And that leads to transactions. My first full year in the business, when I just, okay, I'm going to sell real estate and I'm not going to build houses or nothing. I did 50 transactions, but I, I, I never really had to do anything like go see another agent because all I had to do was go through my list and it just kept leading to another deal and referrals and uh-huh. referrals, which, you know, so that was, so I did my first year, I was averaging uh, almost, almost a deal a week. That's unbelievable. You came out of the you came out of the building industry, so you leveraged a lot of contacts oh, that you had. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I yeah. uh, one of the people you've got to leverage your you you always go from the known to the unknown. So I who did I know? I knew all these builders, plumbers, welders, electricians, everybody. I go see all those guys. Next thing you know, I'm selling them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm showing them the math about you know why they should own a rental property or why they should have an investment property, or I'm helping them you know with whatever. My, I remember this was a great conversation. I went to one of my so my building the guys I competed with in building, and I mm-hmm. and I told them I said, "Hey guys, I'm never going to compete with you again." And they looked at me like, "Are you kidding me, Ray?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah." I said, "I'm done. I'm done building. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bid against you guys on a job ever." And they're looking at me like because they don't believe me, right? It's like really, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I said, "I'm not going." I said, "But but in exchange, I need something." What do you need, Rick? I said, I need to sell everything you build. It's a spec home. <laughs> I mean, I landed uh, I landed uh, one, two, um, three guys. I landed three guys like that. One, they're not, they're not all the same volume. One guy was, one guy was a, he was like a, a 15 to 20 homes a year guy. So he was like. Oh, that's a lot of, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, I had another guy that was maybe a three or four home guy. You okay. Know, um, so different, different types, but I, I, it all, it all works. Okay. Deeper question, hopefully for the benefit of those listening, why, 
what is stopping people? These activities that, you know, we're talking about getting in front of people, working your network, you know, the, the thing, doing all the things that lead to business. What is stopping people from actually doing that? Because from, from uh, the outside perspective, sometimes I think we would agree that we see people who are frozen within activity and they themselves would admit that they're like stuck and they don't know, you know, they don't know what to do or they're afraid of doing something. What is, what's creating that? Why are they stuck in your opinion? See, now we have to shift gears to talk about mindset, motivation, um, deeper issues, like why, Belief. what, what, yeah, exactly. Like, like I was reading uh, a little article today with, um, about Ronaldo, you know, the, uh, the, the soccer yeah, player. Yeah. Oh yeah. Soccer player. And, yep. um, in the article, it basically said that only besides his mom, his mom was the only person that believed that he would make it. And he, and he wondered if he could, he was good. I mean, this is when he was nine, 10 years old. He wondered whether he could make it or not. And his mom believed it. His mom believed in him, but nobody else believed in him. And so one of the things, I mean, there's many different ways of triggering your mindset, but one of the things you got to do is look around your and, and, and re- come to the realization that a lot of people you know, and maybe people who you're friends with, they're not necessarily cheering for you or hoping that you're going to make it. They're hoping they're looking to see if you're going to fall flat in your face because, you, you know, I, people told me, they said, Ray, why are you getting into, uh, into real estate sales? He says, you know how to build houses. Just stick, it, just stick with what you know, Ray. I was told that by sure. a lot of people, Ray, stick with what you know. This is like, because I was like in my mid thirties before I got, you know, got going in real estate. But I had made the decision in my early 30s that I didn't want to be putting rubes on when I was in my 40s. Mm. So I, I, you know, so whatever it is that got you in the business, and if you if you can discover your reason why you're doing this, then you got to do what you got to do to get there. Mm. And if there's something holding you up, you need to figure up or something getting in your way. You need to identify what that is. Now, uh, you, sometimes you can't do this all on your own. So that's, let's make, sometimes no. you can't do this all on your own. So sometimes you need to maybe find somebody to help you. Uh, matter of fact, I would say probably 30 or 40% of my time is spent with, with agents, helping them identify the hurdles and helping them get what it takes mentally to get over the hurdles. You know, I, I, I talked to somebody recently who, it did not, would not, did not, and would not tell me this for several meetings. But finally, he said to me, he says, you know, um, when I was a kid, uh, my 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 teacher, one of my teachers, used to tell me, you're you're never going to make it. Hmm. You're just not. You're just you're just not the kind of person that's going to make it. You're, and and you tell that to a kid, and the kid, you know, kid doesn't know what else to believe. They don't they don't resist it. Maybe it gets deep seated in them. Mm-hmm. And if you have a parent or a teacher or somebody like that telling you stuff like that, you need to come to the conclusion, wait a second, I don't have to believe that nonsense that's in me. See, it's because it's all, it's all a matter of belief. Yeah. 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 We take things on subconsciously that we're not even always aware exactly. of. And sometimes you got to peel back a few layers of the onion before you find out what's going on underneath. Exactly. So what is... Um, so sometimes literature and books can be that thing that help you uncover that. Um, what is, uh, let's, let's maybe name a book or two that, 
we highly recommend before we sign off here that that could be possibly the trigger to uh, to start a year off right. Well, the, the one book that I always come to is the book uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've not only read that book several times, I've taken courses on that book where other guys who have, you know, uh, other people who I consider like mentors um, have, uh-huh. have ripped that book apart, ripped it apart. And I've taken courses and then I've even gone as far, I've even gone as far to get certified on teaching that book because, because you, you cannot get through that book. It's, it's almost, there is, it's like it's unlimited the amount of stuff that you could do. There. But that's one of them. Another book uh-huh. that I, that helped me a lot was, um, As a Man Thinks. Yeah, James Allen. By James Allen. The, the thing I like about James' yeah. book is, uh, if you read it today, you will think he just wrote it, like in the last year, and it was written hmm. uh, over a hundred years ago, over a hundred twenty yeah. years ago. It was the book was written, so it's timeless. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, if you're if you're going to be in real if you're going to be in real estate sales, the number one thing to understand about what we're doing is we're in sales. Mm-hmm. So, like every every basic concept about sales and sales strategy should be something that is, is like a tool. It's in your, a tool that we have. Uh, one of the best, there's a lot of different sales books. One of the ones that I liked a lot, helped me in the beginning, was a, it's an, it's an allegory. And it's, uh, it's written by a guy called Ogmandino, and it's oh. called The Greatest Salesman in the, in world, the world by Ogmandino. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's another one that's similar to that is The Richest Man in Babylon. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's like parables almost. Right, and yeah. Yeah, it's got, I usually tell people. I usually tell people they should read the richest man in Babylon so that they know what to do with the money they make in real estate. Because it, 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 it richest man in Babylon, basically, it, a lot of it is about money management. How yeah. to manage and grow your money. Yeah. And then the other one, another one that had a huge impact on my life was uh, Carnegie: How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, there you go. That one is, uh, yeah, a lot of base. Well, you would say basics, but. You can't call it basics because it's it's things that you would think, you know, are easy, but they're not necessarily easy to implement. So, so back in the day, I read how to think friends, how to win friends, influence people, and then there was a course on it called the Dale Carnegie course, and yes. I took it. Yeah. And then I and then I thought, you know what, this is so this this is so good, I, I should teach it. So I became an I had to become an instructor in the Dale Carnegie course, and uh, so you know part of what I used to do on the side, and I still do, is teach courses. You know, because teaching courses uh, or teaching anything, you know, getting in front of people, uh, you know, always is going to grow your business. As a matter of fact, back in the day, I would teach two or three Carnegie courses a year. And the agents would say, Ray, why are you teaching those classes? And I said, oh, I just have something to do. What they didn't <laughs> know was there was never a class that I did that I didn't, that I didn't, while I was doing the class, do, I ended up doing anywhere between three and five transactions out of the class. Sure. Right while I was doing the class. Yeah. Unreal. What's uh, what's Patsy making for dinner tonight? We haven't. I haven't asked. We haven't discussed. <laughs> we, we, Saturday uh, night. It could be big. Well, it, I'm married to like a, a French Canadian chef, so it, it, it's just big. It's just like it's like an everyday thing, and there's always some. You know, she can make she can make magic out of anything. Do you uh, do you guys still do turkey, or do you do something else on Christmas Day? Oh no, we'll probably do turkey. Yeah, yeah, turkey. Turkey, but today, today, what I'm hoping to do is go find some pork, and I'm going to make some garlic pork. Oh, nice! Like a little, uh, like Chinese style, or what? 
Well, what it is, it's a it's a thing where you have to marinate the pork in in vinegar and garlic and spices and let it sit for a week so it's ready for Christmas see, the Christmas week. See, oh, so nice. So it's like it's brined or pickled or something. Well, well, it's kind of like almost like pickled pork, but it's got all this garlic and flavors. And then you take it. It's not cooked. It's raw. But the pickling so they, process cooks it or do you cook it afterwards? No, 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 no. Then we pull it out a week from now and just fry it up. And it's like, the, it's like, it's going to be just deadly. Almost deadly. like a, like a, like a, uh, like a sweet salmon candy kind no, of style. No, it's not, no, no, it's not. There's nothing sweet in it. So okay. It's, it's, it's just be, garlic. It's, it's, it's garlic, thyme, soaked in vinegar, some peppers, a couple of peppers, you know, hot pepper, really hot peppers to give it some yeah. flavor. And then you just fry it up and you can have it with eggs or have it with toast or whatever you want to have it with. Huh. Is that like um, you're using the it'll loin? It'll make your breath. It'll, it'll pickle your breath. It'll, the garlic will be coming out of your pores for the next few days. So we don't want to see you in, for the few days after you've eaten no, that. But I mean, well, Patsy doesn't like me to do it because when, we're, when I'm cooking garlic pork or when I'm eating it, it's like I reek. But guess what? There isn't a COVID virus that would come within a block of me. <laughs> That's a scientific fact? Well, they they hear that somebody's eating garlic. They're like vampires. They just keep away. All right. Okay, man. Well, you enjoy your uh, your garlic pork, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Okay. Take care. Okay. Take it easy. Bye. 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 Well, that was fun, Mister Ray and Kenna. Never uh, never a dull moment. Never short on wisdom and advice, and always full of optimism and motivation. I sincerely appreciate that man for that. Hopefully, you guys are gonna take down. Some of those book titles, if you haven't read them already, uh, I've read them all. They're unbelievable. Pick one or two and dig into them over this holiday season. And there's no way that won't have a positive impact on the start uh, the start of your year 2021. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, we'll chat with you again soon. Happy holidays.